been, Rob? What have you been up to? How's the the fam? How how's life on the island? Well, I'm doing great. Um, thank you for having me on. And ah, I have to sign. I had a sigh. Sorry, I had to sigh because you know <laughs> I think a sigh also say a lot. But it's a good one. You know, um, I've really been reflective on yeah the past year and a half. Uh, especially moving back home to the island after graduating last year. So mm. um, my family is doing good. Um, I must admit that I'm in one of the best, almost the best shape of my life. Uh, you know, awesome. started back training and, and, and eating right, uh, making sure that I'm, I'm in a good space mentally. So, so yeah. Yeah, I, I remember, yeah, you were having like a health scare and I'm I'm happy that you're doing so much better now. And I agree, like, for men especially, because especially in the Caribbean, we don't have a lot of support around mental health. I think it's really awesome that you're you're taking yours seriously because it's something that I feel like can be easily overlooked, especially when you're like super ambitious and you're you're trying to do so much and you do so much already um to to realize like you also need to give space for yourself mm-hmm. and just so that you can even maintain that, Correct. you know, ambition. Yeah. Um, Cause it's like, if you, if you, if your body fails, then it's like, that's it. Like as much as you can, you can want it all. Like you literally can't do anything. And Correct. that's awesome. I'm super glad to hear that you're doing better. Like that's great. Thank news. you. And uh, you know, what you said reminds me of a, a Guyanese proverb, you know, empty bag can't stand up. <laughs> and yeah, and exactly. that's really what it is. Because I remember even after, you know, coming out of the hospital and stuff, I, yeah, I, sh- I shared a live. I did a live where I shared the mental health challenges that I faced because for me, I never saw myself as someone who would have had to deal with um, mental health issues, you know, because I've always been, yeah, you know, a leader in, in some way or form. Um, I'm, you know, for example, I'm I'm the first... Uh, child of my parents, but also the first to just even graduate primary school. You know, my parents didn't do that. My mm. graduate high school, go to college, um, and I realized that you know, also particularly because I did a long distance relationship, mm-hmm. first year of my marriage. <laughs> you know, all those things really impacted me, but I didn't. But I always saw depression, and mental health as you know, um, as someone who locks themselves up in a room. And uh, someone who's always wearing dark clothes, Doesn't exactly. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, it was only until I reflected on how my health deteriorated, I realized it was the fact that I faced mm-hmm. loneliness. Like loneliness being in the States? Yes, correct. Like like loneliness being abroad? Yeah, yeah I yeah. totally, yeah, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and sure. especially because, you know, um, when I first left, I was just engaged, but then, after, then you know, then I got married. So having to do a long distance relationship as a married person is is not easy, but I thank God that um yeah. he kept me throughout the you know through the whole process, um and but I I recognize the way in which I dealt with that, which was I used to binge eat, and but again mm. I didn't know that that was that would have been that is some that Your is a way people mechanism. exactly yeah 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 that's interesting I think it's interesting because it's like. For one, like it takes a lot of inner reflection to be like, wait a minute, something is different. Like something mm-hmm. is off here. Um, and for a lot of people, like they're they're still even in those um, like mind states where they're not even aware that there's a problem going on because you're so like consumed in 
what you're dealing with at the moment or the anxiety or the fears or the worries or the burden of like being like the the man of the house, you know, to be, you know, that figure or protector for your wife and mm-hmm. to also like be breaking, like pushing the ceiling for your family and saying like, we are out here, you know, highly educated entrepreneurial mm-hmm fighting you know to build a legacy on the island yeah that's a that's a huge weight to, to have on like your yeah. shoulders at <laughs> yeah. such a young age and I, I totally i totally get it because like yeah because i got married at age at 21 years old 21 yeah i Damn. mean like i always said i always tell people i knew when i met i met when i met charity and the funny thing is was you just which, knew which was on facebook actually <laughs> i was like okay yeah she different and I just knew. I just. I, I remember the night, um, I was at a basketball court, um, Elvis, yeah, Elvis Scott Auditorium. Um, yeah. I was sitting with a friend. I was like, "Yo, I gonna marry Charity." I re- I remember that night so clearly and so said Aww. so done. I was so confident. Like I had even texted her and like, you know, asked her to go out. Um, right after, I was like, you know, what? let me just shoot my shot. She did. Yeah. Turn me down, which kind of pissed me off, because I was like. <laughs> Yo, like I am asking you serious, out. You know? This is not no average guy asking you out, and yeah, you know like, I almost gave up. You up. <laughs> exactly, but I was like, you know, I, I, uh, I almost gave up. But uh, two people in particular, you know, like you know, Rob, just give it another try, man. Don't give up so easily. And I'm glad I didn't. So um, she can say what she want. I, I got her now, so it's all good. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, it goes to show you, a man that knows what he wants, you know, will put a ring on it, you Period. know, and I think that's so interesting. I guess, how do you, how is it being married so young? Because I guess, like, do people ever tell you, like, oh, like, you're so young, like, why would you get married so young? Like, yeah. you have your whole life to live, like, because I mean, I'm with Will, and I've been with him for a long time, and even still, like, people will be like, you're so young, like, how do you know that's the person you really want to spend the rest of your life with? And for me, it's like, like you said, I know, I just, I have the feeling deep within me that's yeah. very clear, like, and I, yeah, I'm well, curious, how was it, how, how do you deal with that? <laughs> Uh, for one, you know, I'm a Christian, and I not only so not only do I believe in God, but I hear I hear from God. I pray a lot. You know, I'm a man of faith, and I take that very seriously. And mm. point blank, it was it it was all God's plans, um, and I wanted to make sure that it was fulfilled. <laughs> so, um, from a very young age, I have always been the youngest in the room, usually. Mm. Um, no matter the group or setting I was part of, I was usually the youngest or almost the youngest in the room. And I think that really shaped, shaped and molded me to be very mature from young. Um, mm. and so a lot of things that most of my peers are doing or, or were doing, you know, for me never seemed fun. And there's nothing wrong with that either because um I, I i there was there was a period where i can i can say let me see, let's see for a good two years i did that you know i lived that quote-unquote wild life that you know <laughs> people expect you to live but even so it was you know it's just it, was, it just wasn't me it's not me and i think mm. um you have to know yourself because yeah um you know often society will make you feel like there are certain things you have to do at a certain age and I think it's important to to shatter that in a, uh, to an extent because it's okay to get married at 40, 50, 20, definitely not younger than like 
in your teens, <laughs> but you know, um, it's okay to graduate, get your bachelor's at 40. It's even okay to, to make children in your late thirties. Yeah. I mean, and it's because, definitely possible, especially with science today. Yes, it makes exactly. it much easier. And, and and even on that note, before I go back, uh, I remember seeing a th- a thread on Twitter with mm-hmm. a lot of children, adults who share their experience about being um raised by parents who had them like in their forties or late thirties. And the vast majority share, you know, shared how the fact that, for example, they didn't have student loans, they grew up very in a very wholesome household why because hey their parents really took their time to build they may have had them quote-unquote late but at least they had the means to actually take care of their children <laughs> you know yeah um because in our parent generation it was like if you were 24 and without a child like what, what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah my mom used to tell me like all the time people would press her like Sharon why don't you have a kid yet and she was like why are you rushing me yeah um, exactly <laughs> and then sure enough she had me and it was just we're we're good with the one so yeah yeah <laughs> but I agree it's good to have one a and one and I've, done <laughs> yeah exactly but um and and so going back to the point of um being married young um I think really the the, the bottom line is one when I look back at the times, I said, okay, I'll go with my friends to the club and stuff. I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. One, you know, if you give me two cups of alcohol, then I get a massive headache. I remember being in Tantra. Um, it was like, yeah, before Christmas. And the club was lit and everything. But I was so, I felt so out of place. I literally pulled out my Kindle on my phone, my Kindle app, and I started reading. I went to the corner of the club and read. That's adorable. <laughs> I'm serious. That is who I am. And I was like, you know, that is who I am. I'm a guy who more enjoys lounges, nice and quiet, chill by the beach. Um, I like pool, you know. Um, for example, I like to play pool. I like to swim. And so it's great that, I, I mean, I grew up in town, so it's like two minutes away from the yeah. beach. <laughs> so I used to go swimming every morning. But overall, um, you know, when people like, when people would be surprised that of my age, sometimes people are like, oh, it's, yeah, you're 25 or you're 26, whatever. I said, you know, I was born yesterday, but I stayed up all night reading. <laughs> and that's how I that's sum up. That's actually a really good saying. <laughs> that's how I summarize the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm young, but in a sense, uh, I'm an old soul. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would say, like, you're very mature, and especially, like, when we met in Teen Times, you always just seem very, like, mature and kind of, like, sure of yourself and very passionate about, you know, St. Martin history and Black culture and, you know, journalism, and it it was always, you know, for me, you know, interesting to see, like, you already knew what you wanted, like, very clear, like, this is what you wanted, and you made it happen for yourself, which is phenomenal to see, and I don't know. I I always think back to like teen times and I'm so like happy to have been a part of it because I feel like there were so many of us that are, you know, alum of teen times that just go on to do incredible things and continue to like shatter and break ceilings. And it's like I I sometimes think like in the future, we'll look back and be like teen times was low key like this incubator of talent for same. We didn't even realize that at the time. Um, But it is like it truly is an incubator because you bring together people from different socioeconomic classes, different schools, different backgrounds, races, religions. And we were Mm -hmm. all just there um, with the pursuit of 
making our fellow peers aware and to just talk about things that we were super passionate about, no matter what it was. Which Correct. It was all great times, the great times. Wow. Wow. Indeed. Uh, I love how you put it because when I look at even Teen Timers who were there before us, um, you have s several of them um, uh, who became either politicians or business leaders. Um, I know a couple, one or two lawyers even and so forth. So. I, I'm glad that even my, my little sister is now a teen timer. <laughs> so it's like, wow. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I got to keep it in the family. <laughs> so it's, like, it's like the Cantab name is going to kind of carve, carve a, a piece of ownership of teen times. <laughs> now for a message from our sponsors. How did your family um, end up in St. Martin? I'm curious. That's a good question. My, well, so my father came to St. Martin, and then for your listeners, both of my parents are Haitian. Um, my father came to St. Martin in the late 80s. Um, he came here because he had some family who was already here. One or two friends that he knew from back in Haiti, but as well as um, his sister, and he had a brother. Um, the interesting about St. Martin, you know, where immigrants is concerned, a lot of migrants would tell you that St. Martin was not their final destination. It was like their stop to go to somewhere else, but then they just fell in love mm. with the island. And that's really it. And my mom, I can't remember how exactly my mom ended up here. But she did have family here too, as well. Mm. Um, one or two cousins. Um, so, funny, but I think the funny thing is that, you know, Samara was so small <laughs> back in those days. And still now, to know, but Samara was so small and had to show you the Pulp community. When my mom came to the island, someone told my dad that there's this young lady you know, who's going to be on the island, you should go check out at the airport. And Hello. that he did. And and it just, yeah, I guess he did his thing. And here I am today. <laughs> that is so funny. Because I thought, yeah, I was going to ask if they had come together or it was like they met here on the island. That is so funny. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is so funny. So I guess it's like, um, I guess our version of that would be like, hey, man, this girl, she should check out check out her IG or Snapchat. Yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And I guess like, I know now like you you have the news behind the news, and you have melee, and your wife has the Johnny Caker. Like, uh, what other like entrepreneurial avenues have you been exploring recently? Because I I feel like I don't know, is that everything or is there more? Because I wouldn't doubt there's uh, way more. For than now, that. for now, that's more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the only other, th I th actually, I realized my first go at entrepreneurship was when I published my book, my first book, mm. but I didn't, I didn't necessarily see it like that because I was like, Hey, I just wanted to write a book. Um, but thinking of, with, you know, having the experience that I have now, I was like, you know, this, that was one of the best things I ever did. Cause when I think back, I was honestly say I made some good money, <laughs> you know, as a, well, how old was I? I was, yeah, I was just. Yeah, you were really young when old. you wrote that. Yeah. yeah, I was just 20 years old. Um, and then I published another one after, which was a poetry book. 
um, 21 and Savage, funny, you know, <laughs> um, a year after. So I realized that, you know, it's it it was my first go at business. But it, it, it encouraged me now because I realized, you know, that reading truly what, whatever skill you have, you can use to your advantage. Precisely. And I, be, I believe that even while, you know, someone may, you may have a job or whatever, it's still good to apply the skills and tools that you have, especially if you're in a, in a, in a job that is not necessarily in a field of your passion, so that you can also, you know, increase your, your, uh, your livelihood but also utilize that gift that you have. So um, with that said, I have another book that I'll, I'll soon be publishing. Several, awesome. several more, actually. But besides that, that would be it for now. But the main thing I guess I'm, I'm focused on now is the, yeah, the News Behind the News, my news program that I, that I recently launched, um, which is kind of paired with um, articles that I now write, some, that I sometimes publish on Facebook. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I binge them all, so trust me, I'd be here like glad that you post them on YouTube. <laughs> I appreciate. I am like, there's like, it it amazes me, you know, as a Saint Martin, you I never realized like honestly how much of my culture and like my history has been hidden or like taken away from yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like I when 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 Melee first came out, and I was like I love like when i tell you i probably your number one fan like i love the show <laughs> so much to the point where i was taking notes because i was like so in love with all, everything you guys were talking about and it made me realize like damn like I, nobody has taught me this nobody has ever ta- like mentioned any of this stuff to me ever and there are my peers you know sharing it with us and in this means where i can hear it you know even though i'm overseas and it 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 was interesting because I felt like really close to home, even though I was far, far away. And it kind of like mm-hmm. removed some of that loneliness that you feel when you're overseas because you actually feel like you get to partake in your culture. And, you know, it's interesting because it's like when I was young, like I didn't realize like how much of my culture it was pretty much just American culture, just funneled to the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, and yeah. not actually like St. Martin's culture. Like I grew up watching Disney Channel. You know, I didn't grow up watching like St. Martin, you know, like cable TV or animation. Yeah. yeah, nothing correct, like that. Correct. No plays, no TV shows, no podcasts, no books, none of it. And, you know, I didn't realize at the time, like how much I actually missed that or needed that or had like a hole within me that wanted that. And so, like, to see the amazing content that you and your team produces now, like, I am so grateful, like, beyond grateful. And I'm like, every time I run out, I'm just like impatiently waiting, like, for you guys to just go and make more content so that I can, like, absorb it all. Because it's like, there's nothing. Like, we have literally nothing. And I just, like, it makes me so happy to know that at least our generation is trying to change that and make it something yes. that's accessible to both people on the island, but also to our, you know, St. Martiners that are overseas. Because it's like, I love the island so much. I It makes me so upset that I can't live there and work there and build a career there and like build like my investment financial dreams there. You know, it makes me yeah. really upset that I have to build it in America because I love the United States and I love every opportunity that it gives me, but it's not my country, you know? And Correct. 
it, it it's like weird because it's like you, you have this conflict where you have like i'm forced to build like my foundation overseas when it's like i would mm-hmm. much rather just do that on the island like why can't Correct. i we just write the laws to make that possible and i i was i'm curious like how as an entrepreneur on the island like is it starting a business on st martin like how difficult is it for you to just say like <laughs> i want to build a company let me you know create an llc or something like a sole proprietorship or something mm-hmm. where you can kind of just start selling um with you know and have some like protection or regarding liabilities yeah. and such i'll be honest the justin there's culturally there's this fear of black and white there's this fear of institutions mm. that is uh, and i noticed that when we started you know it's like i don't want to go to the bank I, I you know you get this anxiety just going to the building etc trying to get information uh but once you overcome that and you know you're steadfast or head on on, on tackling achieving your, your goal directly uh, one of the things you realize though is that um information is not so central yes um it's not that readily available uh, it's kind of pretty annoying actually yeah uh, very <laughs> annoying <laughs> that you know um the certain fees or that you would have to pay to register your business and, and whatnot is not um easily available online and for, so for example also let's say on on the dutch side um one of the things i know is that if you weren't born on the Dutch side, you're born elsewhere. Um, even if it's a French side, you have to um, basically apply for a business license at government. That takes mm. about, if you're lucky, you'll get it within six weeks. But um, besides if that, you're lucky. It, yeah, <laughs> that's a sad part. But then besides that, <clears throat> you also have to consider the difficulty. Um, there is in, in setting up a bank account because um, one of the challenges you you have is that you sometimes have to show proof of income. But let's say if you don't ha- you don't have an income at the moment, um, but you want to set up a a, a bank account, you know you kind of end up in a quagmire and may have to you know then speak to some sort of management or or, or present a business plan in order for you to be able to set up a a, a bank account. So those are some of the hurdles that you, you face. That just basically a lack of a flow or ease in, in even starting a business. And I think the institutions uh, and governments uh, alike need to really cut down on those type of red tapes and, and, and make it really convenient uh, for people to be able to, yeah. to open up their business. But exactly. one of the things I will say is that despite those challenges, um, I have always been of the mindset, and this is something that has, that has really been solidified for me driving around this island, especially into areas that, let's say, are, are, are um, the rich areas or the areas where it tends to have only villas and so forth. Yeah. Is that if anyone, if someone could come to this island and make it, I am going to make it at home too. By the hook or the crook, <laughs> um, I'm going to make it. And, and there's nothing that will stop me if it means turning into a bulldozer 
it will it will happen. And again, like I said, I'm a man of faith. That's one. But two, you know, I also come from a revolutionary background. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be honest. You are not gonna get in my way. Okay, my ancestors told me how to revolt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, you know, and I have that both sides of my family. You know. So that's awesome. Yeah, though. I think that's great. Like. <laughs> I think it's good that you have like that fire to push through those obstacles because like I we need local entrepreneurs like St. Martin has so much talent that it really breaks my heart that we don't invest in people because I don't understand like for me I'm like there's so much that we could do like I see all the potential that I struggle when I'm like I don't understand how our government does not see the problem and I agree like our banking system is trash like now as an adult i totally understand why my parents like hated having like my mom would literally spend all day ralph in the banking lines to like deposit checks for the business and pay suppliers for the business and and then when she was done with that it'd be time to pick me up from school which means like all day you you need to send one person to just do like stuff that for me i if i today as like if in america have to go to the bank i'm already frustrated like i don't even want to step into the building like i would rather do it all online on your phone yeah don't exactly don't i don't want to go in there because one i'm young so then i'm already like they already look at me like what is this young chickadee doing here and two it's always just like more headache so i'm just like avoid 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 but especially seeing like our island is a small, you know, island in a larger global economy. You would think like it would be easier to participate in that global economy, but it's like our banking system no. literally makes it impossible for you to do anything with your money. Like Windward Island have some of my student finance and money held hostage, and like there's nothing that I can do about it because well, I'm not there, and who's gonna, you know, I can't log into anything. They just have it hostage because i didn't use enough or whatever i don't know but it's like ridiculous that we have these weird like requirements to have a bank account like it needs to be active like for me if i have money in the account leave my money alone like why would you close the account even if there's money in there or why can't you use that money to invest in the stock market or do all of these other things but we don't have any laws around it so it's like impossible i feel like for banks to even create those options for folks because we don't have laws and then the taxes are so high like i don't even understand how they expect a business to thrive without being corrupt like it just does like they're pretty much setting up the game so like the only way to be successful is to lie yes yes exactly and 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 especially given the fact that um, that basically encourages people to more focus on cash base, let's say businesses or, or under report. So if so, then that even says that your economic data is not really accurate. Yeah, uh, as ac- exactly accurate. So, you know, and one of the reasons for me that I so believe in, in having that drive to, to over, to, to achieve is because I, I really want that others, you know, younger generation um, can, be, can see and believe and also do for themselves mm-hmm. um, the same thing, which is the bottom line, achieve uh, success, whatever success is to you, without 
believing that you have to compromise yourself, without believing that exactly. you have to have a specific last name or certain exactly. affiliation. Uh, but exactly. really by your merit, by your your skills, your talent that that you can achieve. And I thank God. Yeah. I've been able to do that because let's say for one, uh, if I look at the, the, the hands I was dealt, one, I come from a migrant family, Haitian background. Um, it goes without saying that, you know, Haitians have not been respected in many societies, even in the Caribbean. Yeah. Here which is Martin really as well. unfortunate. Which I, I can't even, to get into the racism within our own community, it just irks yeah. my soul. Yeah, <laughs> yes. um, I grew up, I was, literally grew up all my life in Dong Street in town. That is, that is my home. Although I haven't been, I, I was never in the streets, but you know, just, just, that's the neighborhood I come from. That's, that's home. Yeah. And then too, my last name, my last name is Cantab. Like, that's, it's not a last name that, you know goes along with the other, let's say, big names, quote-unquote big names, um, that tend to rule or ha- uh, have longevity governing our society. But guess yeah. what? The name is now known. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> I feel you. It's like, you will and know I want the cunt that... <laughs> today. And I would, yeah, go without a doubt. Everybody knows who you are. And everybody, if they heard cunt would be like, oh, yeah, Ralph, of course, yeah. And I, and for me, it's just that I want that I want others to people to do the same and even surpass the the the, the measure the level of success I was able to achieve to see that you know you can make it far at home or abroad. But mm-hmm. um, I I really can't stand that so many um feel like they can't achieve success in St. Martin and 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 um. And I can't stand it in the sense that St. Martin has allowed it, you know. Um, yeah, but I do understand that sometimes you, you have to tap into the the resources abroad, and I, I'm 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 totally cool with that, and that's actually very smart because, yeah, sometimes you gotta. It's like uh, you gotta build the foundation somewhere, you know. Correct. It's like Correct. It, it ha- if it has to be like for me, I have no choice right now other than to build it overseas for. Like my degree, Rob. Like, where where are they gonna put me? You know, I would literally yeah. just sit on the island and do nothing other other than try to build, you know, my own thing. Because there would literally be nothing for me to do, and that it breaks my heart because it's like I know I could help. Like, literally, just hire me. Just like, and I would do it with like out even a second thought. I'll tell y'all what do we need to do to build our telecom sector up and make it the best within the region we can figure it out this is not information that's not accessible okay and it's not like this is stuff that hasn't been done before like we can do exactly. it if we just empowered people to do it you know but- yes yeah and I, I so love that too that you that you um that you said that because um the bottom yeah i would say the the bottom line is really that um, you so you can have your base elsewhere, you can have your foundation elsewhere, but just as you grow and you bear fruit, you plant the seeds back in the island. Precisely, precisely. Because yeah. for me, it's like I'm nothing without my island. Like I am who I am because of Saint Martin and like the mindset that I have, all the amazing experiences, the friends, all of that stems from Saint Martin and. To me, St. Martin is, like, the best place on Earth. Like, 
hands down we have the best food we have i think the best people like it really is that's why so many people come here let's see like i just i think but you know in addition to what she said harsha go ahead go ahead oh sorry go ahead no it's okay go ahead (laughs) oh i was saying in addition to what she's saying i don't remember the main thing i was trying to say earlier which is the fact that how what St. Martin needs to how St. Martin should develop is by not limiting itself, so not allowing us to limit ourselves, our, our ventures to St. Mm-hmm. Martin, but allow us yeah. to tap into the global market. Because another thing in terms of uh, uh, how it is to, to run a setup of business and so forth, it, it can be discouraging sometimes because yeah, there are people who have products or services where in which they can um, sell to the world, literally, whether mm. it's exporting or just yeah. um, transfer of services like uh, exactly like what people do on Fiverr, etc. Yeah, but exactly. the financial institutions they don't um, support you know, they, that. There's those there and there, there's the there are those barriers and um, and these one are the low hanging fruit, low hanging exactly. fruit, fixable so One of the issues. things you have to consider that makes it difficult for or, or makes it margin an interest uninteresting for some of these um, larger, let's say, financial companies like PayPal, etc., is the fact that, you know, St. Martin has a lot of corruption, and we have to be honest. Um, and especially when it comes to, you know, the financial Money laundering. Industry, money laundering. We have so many Siphoning casinos. and hiding funds. Oh, and, that, not just, and even uh, as far as right now, an issue you see on the island is Lottery booths are popping up all over the island, especially in poor communities. And mm-hmm. yeah, we are wondering, well, where's the regulation? But who's the regulator? And why isn't the regulator doing what it's supposed to? I mean, they have never been. I swear I say this every time. Ever since we popped out of the womb, Ralph, they haven't been doing anything and they're still not doing anything. Like, yeah, well, it's time I for just, change. Just... Um, and that's kind of the reason why I can't, why I really went into journalism because i said you know there's so much information that that's not there and my mantra is you know to shed light in darkness um so it's not only to to speak out against uh, or, or expose corruption and wrongdoings but to 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 also shape or change the narrative of st martin of st martin being more than and, or, yeah. or st martin beyond a, a a place that that is filled with Rich people uh, corrupt politicians, their money. correct, yeah, but exactly. people who are doing great things in the community. Precisely, because we have those examples. Like these people exist. It's just unfortunately there's one side that's shown in the international community, and our government's delinquency, especially when it comes to paying back their own loans, does not shine a favorable light. And all that's doing is digging a deeper hole for. The next generation that's eventually going to have to dig us back out of it and rebuild the trust and the relationship of integrity with the international community so that they want to do business with us, you know, and not think that we're just going to take their money and there will be no, you know, tracking of that asset or what have you or yeah. I mean, did you know there's actually a Netflix special out there? Where St. Martin was like the getaway country for these people that stole like three point four million dollars from like United States. Can what's the name of it? It's called <laughs> like the heist. Out. It's called yeah, it's called wow. the heist on Netflix. And literally the first episode is about these people that rob like an armored truck 
And then they shipped the money to Miami, and then they pretty much flew to St. Martin and were living in St. Martin for years under, like, hiding from the U.S. government. And then some politician, they didn't say who, helped them get a Dutch passport, and they moved to the Netherlands. Convenient. Ah, uh, well, I mean, that I won't answer the question here, <laughs> but I know like... the answer. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, like I was just like, wow, and like these, like three point four million dollars, like stolen, and they just yeah hidden St. Martin. Nobody bothered them; they were fine. Yeah, but you know the sad, the sad fact is, the the sad fact is honestly, St. Martin is known as a food market. That is a, and so that is what we have to change. Mm-hmm. Because and yeah, because you ask yourself when you look at, for example. Our our economy is is established, is set up, and not done so justly. Really, but you know, and it's like it really suppresses all people. And but I say you think that about because... the whole tourism sector, though, Ralph, <laughs> is literally for uh, like foreigners to live their tropical fantasy. Like that's literally what tourism is all about is so rich foreigners can come to your country and do whatever they can't do in their country, which is a ton all of right. drugs and a lot of dirty stuff. <laughs> and, and I can tell you working, work, Oh my gosh, working at a hotel, I used to work as a night auditor. Um, <laughs> for, I worked as a night auditor for a whole year. And one of the common things that, you know, those are the, some of the main questions you would get from tourists. Like, Hey, uh, where, where can I get some? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think I, I tell you? <laughs> why do you think I even know? <laughs> so, but, but, but my main care, issue with, with like, it... What are, you no. can't arrest them. Correct. And my main issue with, with, with how it is is that I think it doesn't encourage us to be producers. It, it forces our people, it tells them to be consumers. And you know what's sad about uh, St. Martin's tourism economy? Is a fact that when tourism just started on St. Martin, St. Martin had overemployment. That is why so many foreigners also came to the island. But a sad part about it is the fact that even in that time when St. Martin mm. had some of the one of the biggest hotels, uh, was booming beyond any other um, um, island nearby. Mm. Um, is a fact that it was local people who many didn't even go to school, didn't even have an associate's degree, you know, they led these companies. And you now have the, the situation where right now you have, the, 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 this generation has the most degrees. You have so many people with master's degrees in hospitality and tourism, or hotel management, et cetera, and they can't even get the same jobs that their, their parents or grandparents were able to have in leading these um, corporate, whether it's corporations or companies, so um, that is why you see this mindset that that I personally can't stand, which is um, you know just go away to study and come back home so you can work for the government, and go away to study so you can come back home, you can work for the airport, you can work for Telem, you can work for for GB for government owned company because. You know, we don't really it. have much hopes for you to to take a risk and, 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 and start a business and employ yourself, employ your family, your friends, and your community. But, you know, just focus on uh, coming back home to be a server. To, what makes me to laugh 
is like I remember I like I was trying to talk to MP Bryson about you know like you know trying to at least leverage the knowledge that I had so we could try to you know build some change around either whether it be data protection or just like our telecom sector and instead of actually like reading my question his response was oh yeah like we're so proud come back to the island did you know I just passed this law that if you're a student that comes back you pretty much like get a tax break of a little bit amount of money and but this was based on the premise that you made like a minimum wage and so I looked up like what the what the amount he thought like my salary ought to be if I came back minimum wages, that wage. and I looked at that number <laughs> and I was like four dollars and 91 cents an hour gross please tell me you're kidding 850 dollars right? like, gross i was like bro <laughs> yeah. do you know what my like specialization is like do you know what the average salary in the united states is like why would you even think for a second that i would accept that like it's just it made no sense like i was just like this how is this supposed to incentivize people to come back like even the money that they saved on this so-called tax break is nothing like that's still not even like the the average salary in the united states like i'm like this is not livable i'm like my rent costs more than this now like what the hell like this is not gonna work and so i was just like well clearly our leaders are not listening but okay, if they think that this is what's going to get the, the, the youth to come back, like, I'm sorry to tell you, but it ain't. Like, you're going to have to it do better it. than that. Like, <laughs> like this is not, this is not, like, it's, this is it's not going to work. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Um, and I, I so love what you said, because you see the situation is there are those who profit off of the island being backwards. Those who profit yes. off of chaos. Um, yes, because and for they, me, I think that's what in, it is. In the presence it's a power of competence, they, they diminish. They cower, yep. Because we've been trying to hold them accountable for years, Ralph. Like, through teen times, every time we've ever asked them a question, they can never give us a straight answer. So it's like they know. And, they and know. I can tell you this as a report, as a journalist, like, <laughs> constantly going to press briefings, asking questions, you know, like, uh, that doesn't answer That's your question. answer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how how do you deal with that? Because I feel like, like, I I remember even just in Teen Times getting so frustrated when they would just beat around the question that you asked them. So how do you, like, get them to even answer you or, like, give you a straight answer or even admit that they don't know? Because I feel like they will never admit they don't know and just oh, don't no, do anything. Oh, no, they don't do that. That's sad. And that's the saddest part. You know, the Bible says, the, um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. I think that's that's the sad part about it, you know, that um, humility is such a problem for so many politicians. Um, but you see what helps? I th well, in a, yes, pride. And pride, uh, again, the Bible says pride comes before the fall. Um, <laughs> so what helps sometimes is the fact that when you know, like sometimes I tend to ask questions like I basically maybe already know the answer to, right? And sometimes you would even, you know, mention part of the, the answer, solution, whatever, um, in your question. Yeah. But it baffles me how, you know, they will still willfully, and I, I say willfully, um, not, either not answer you or lie. And I can tell you from experience, I, I have, you know, sat hearing, and whether, and not just in terms of press briefings, but for example, let's say in Parliament, ministers would 
legit just blatantly lie to parliament or parliamentarians they some of them you know make statements as if it's a truth but it's a lie um but what helps and the main thing too you know being a journalist is you got to fact check um mm-hmm. and 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 verify uh you know information i get because i i made that error and you know um it's a mistake that you made that 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 you, you don't want to repeat which is you know when one person gives you information even if they're a credible source verify with whether a report some sort of publication or another person or a senior person um because it's it's the overall goal is to is to be fair and balanced and, and yeah objective. and be have integrity too like yes. just like have integrity yeah correct and 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 um yeah and especially uh remain remain objective and so it's you know not by not i guess reporting uh two sides of the coin you can't really get the whole picture uh but you do have instances where and this is something i've experienced where you know you would you would send questions to ministers and they just won't respond to you so tell me about it like in a case like that then for me it's like um well you know i i will report the news but then i'll mention hey this you know i a question was sent to the ministry to the minister and uh, no, no answer was provided and so that will remain the truth on, until uh, a statement is made if but i feel like it's just because they either. can't answer like i remember i asked like the <laughs> minister of telecom just or i had parliament ask the ministry of you know telecommunications just like some basic stuff about telecom i wanted to understand if they even knew how the fiber optics that they're laying down under the ground of all of our you know homes if they knew how it worked because it's like okay you're using a technology, you're paying for it. It's obviously not cheap. I want to know that you at least are aware of how it works and what benefits it's providing to our people. Because if you don't even know how it works and what benefit it's providing, then why did you choose that? You know, like, why is that the technology that we're using, you know, to support the infrastructure of our country? And yeah, they literally had no answer. Like, I even asked them, you know, for St. Martin, what are the FCC bands that we're leveraging, you know, for our various, you know, TV, radio, um, and then like cellular, you know, bands, and they don't have an answer. And it's like, but then you're managing these assets that, you know, dictate where, you know, how we host our websites, you know, if, if we can access the cloud, how we stream, you know, YouTube and Netflix, this is all controlled through those, you know, fundamentals. And if you don't even understand that, then how are you making decisions about a sector that determines the growth of our economy? You know, and for me, like that just makes me right. super concerned mm-hmm. because I'm just like, you guys don't even know well, what you're what, doing. Like, and this is the bottom line um, where Simon has to be transformed. You have a case where a lot of the persons who are the CEO of government companies such as you know our internet companies they are purely politically affiliated and their appointment is just political plain out mm-hmm. simple <laughs> so somebody that knows somebody on, that needed a job correct or someone who campaigned for someone or or, or you know and and that's yeah. that's what it boils down to uh, you know what's interesting is that i would never forget we a former minister of finance, uh, that was Richard Gibson. Mm. He did an interview speaking about 
I remember he he said this phrase that that caught a lot of people's attention, which was evolution or revolution in regards to St. Martin being changed. Because mm. one of the things he brought up was the fact that he realized that there were so many people employed in, in, a, in, you know, in a government building who had no idea how to do their jobs. And when, they, when he confronted them about it, they Defensive. just admitted that, they admitted that, well, you know, I get this job through so-and-so and basically just a bunch of political appointments, political hires. But the problem is, not, it's not just that you have people who are paid that can do their jobs, but you're spending more money because now you have to pay consultants to do the job of the people they were in, your admi- to do. in your government administration. Exactly. Precisely. And until we are honest about this situation, about another thing that, that is quite well known on St. Martin too, which is civil servants who abuse the sick leave and, and would take a mm-hmm. year off and not actually sick. You know what I'm saying? So so if the the, the core, the uh, administrative core of this island is not solidified and is filled with a bunch of weak links, then you know, how can government properly do its job, which is to facilitate exactly um, and um says moderate the growth of uh this this country exactly and i just like i understand then why people have fear of institutions like literally every institution we've had has failed us what kind <laughs> yeah. of level of trust does or that abuse put, you know yeah exactly yeah. like i totally understand why nobody has faith in the system like it has literally failed us i feel like the only reason st martin continues to truck along is because of the people that go to work every day even though they have no idea if their boss is going to be able to pay them like these are the people that are pushing or like keeping us afloat when the leaders who are supposed to be driving you know our economy and creating decisions so that we're strategically placed to avoid these types of burdens are literally wasting taxpayer money that these people work so hard to make and then have to pay all this money and it gets them nowhere it brings them no security it doesn't help feed their children. It doesn't even help educate their children. And it's like, I totally understand why you would have zero faith. And so for me, I'm just like, you know how Trump says, clean the swamp. I'm like, we need to clean yeah, our swamp, swamp and like, yeah, just flush all of them. Like every <laughs> single one of y'all. All the gunk, right? <laughs> just, just all, all. And it's like, what, what boggles my mind is that these people, I feel like the reason why they're still in these dispositions, Ralph, is because they have nothing else. Like, this is all they've got. You know, this is yeah, what they've been doing yeah. forever. This is how they make their money. And so for them, it's like, would it, like if you try to kick them out, it's like cutting off their bloodline. And so that's why they won't ever sacrifice their salaries. They won't ever take a pay cut. And they will constantly try to maintain control because this is it. Without this, they'll shrivel up and die. And so it's like, this is all they've got to keep their purpose alive. But I'm like, you're meaning to tell me that you're so prideful and full of yourself that you would rather bring this country to its knees so that you don't have to suffer, but you would rather everybody else suffer so that you can continue to make a six-figure salary when everybody else is making minimum wage? Like, how yeah, does this eight, make sense? 800, about $850 gross, not even... Like, I, like, that's not even rent, like... That's not no. even rent. Like, that's not even rent. So it's like, you're already at a loss. 
explain and then like isn't food prices and everything going up because of the supply yes, chain constraints yes. as well so it's like yeah. and then, who um, bears those costs and then then this is why i can't i, I like during the lockdown the prime minister in particular was one who spoke so much about digital economy and online business and as soon as the lockdown was over like you never hear it again and another main hot hot topic uh was was agriculture like yeah we need to get to farming and planting and we're gonna this is part of our focus but again once the lockdown was over they don't care it's just what they have to say so that the mob doesn't come up to their house that's it yeah well you know in time but we're now in a time where um basically you know it was i think it was much easier in the past to to pull one over um st martin um people because things was because one people the island was flourishing was but well they, and they, and then two the veil was there for so long that everything yeah. was perfect until yes. Irma shredded it shredded and 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 then over and just then quarantine burnt, yeah it was just like it. <laughs> was like oh you weren't clear about it now let me just shove your face in it and have you see do you see the problems now and it's like what makes me so upset is like. Folks like you and me have been screaming since we were kids, like, hey, adults, just so you know, we have all of these issues. Like, I know y'all aren't focused on them, but we see them. And they would be like, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Go sit down. You don't know. Everything is great. Like, what are you talking about? Everything is going good. Like, our tw- did you not see we have millions of travelers that come every year and our harbor is full of boats and we have so many planes now look at us we don't have an airport that stuff is still in shambles and it's like yeah, and, i mean and, i think the port look, is doing okay but the I don't port is still the port is doing okay but but the thing is here you are actually interesting because now you have the two pillars um your your ports your airport and seaport um mm-hmm. the the seaport recently well not re- yeah recently um had to deal with its former CEO who uh was convicted um for basically embezzling um funds. Corruption know, 10, right there. Ten like, million dollars. Ten like, million I wish dollars I even out. had one million. Jeez, ten million with a security company and with and, and another politician was involved in that. And now of you course. have with the airport um the fact that the development of the airport, you know, was purposely, how to say, there were blockades purposely put, you know, to, to hamper its um, rebuilding because, mm-hmm. simply put, certain individuals uh, would have preferred that, you know, St. Martin borrowed money on the, let's say, in the financial market. Um, but then, for example, some one of the, the names that came about were <laughs> very questionable. Um, of the investment firms, whatever they want to get money from, but now you see mm-hmm. where the COO of the airport was just was just um, arrested and his house was searched in relation to um, fraud and, and what, whatever that took place after Hurricane and Irma. And it's like I'm like it. I'm surprised it took him this long to figure out that there was fraud and corruption. Like the all of it. All, no, I every, think they all know. I, I think the reason it take long is to is to give them this fault. You know, people tend to make people's uh, people tend to make a lot of mistakes, <laughs> especially 
when with people who feel like like they have no no one can hold them accountable because yes. they, they function as if they run the world the world mm-hmm. own the place and even if it's a government-owned company you know it's like they treat it like it's their personal company yeah exactly um, and this goes back even as far back as 10 10 10 but um i feel like the investigators and stuff they knew but they were just you know they're piling up the case and and, and and I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people involved as well. So, you know, you, you get the person, you first arrest the persons who will start singing. <laughs> and then you, you go and, and get it, whoever else was involved. The thing is, it's like, I feel like none of them are clean. Like, all of them have their hand in the dirt. And they all know it. Like, they all, that's why they're all there. They all protect each other. They all put up with each other's dumbassery because i feel like they know like they're all in this corruption together and the only the thing that breaks my heart is like the people suffer and like it just like it it just i can't like to know that my people are slowly descending into poverty and my government is just sitting around like everything's okay I, I don't know what you're talking about or they make this whole facade that the enemy is the dutch like i realized like when i was watching you know all all of the great content you and your team makes is like first they said curacao was the bad guy and it was curacao's right. fault that we aren't developed because curacao was taking all the money and they don't want to give us money and blah 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 so we do 10 10 10 to say f you to curacao and so that we could talk to the dutch ourselves and so now that yes. we're talking to the Dutch ourselves, now the like, Dutch are the bad guys <laughs> and the mm-hmm. Dutch don't want to give us the money and the Dutch are trying to control us. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So first it was Curacao. Now it's the Dutch. At some point, when is it y'all? Here's, here's some perspective. When Saint Martin shit. achieved 10, 10, 10? Yeah. Um, when Saint Martin achieved 10, 10, 10? Um, the first head of secret service <laughs> the first head of secret service embezzled over three hundred thousand dollars you're a head of secret service so imagine i mean Bro. if so imagine all the former ceos Bro. or ministers etc you know and, and and the thing what i can't stand is what as someone who loves history studied colonialism in particular we do have yeah. a colonial relationship with europe um of course it yeah. has um it affected has us, to yeah. a, affected us but to a, a a good degree um prevented us from developing but the bottom line is when i look at our society and how we function it is our own people it is St. Martinus, mm-hmm. and not even not even foreigners who come to St. Martinus. But when you look at in, put corruption in public institutions, that is where St. Martinus people still have that strongholds. Um, mm-hmm. It is our own, you know, from, and like the fact that, and another argument they like to use is, yeah, well, you know, the Harlem is trying to use the media to get us to, to, lo- to look at our own people in a bad light and tarnish your reputation. Yeah. Um, no, you tarnish your I reputation feel like they're the minute you, you accountable. Yeah, because it's not just that. Why is it that? And I hate when they're trying to involve the rest of the population. Like, no, boo, you're the one who it's was arrested. You. They're exactly. not trying to arrest me and you. Mm-mm. They're not trying to arrest it's me, you. my mother, my my my, mm-hmm. my neighbor. My neighbor could go sleep. 
you know, in peace. Y'all Very the good. ones exactly. who, who, you know, who got to look hold. Like, exactly. don't come in, we had to try to lock up some people. No, 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 no. No, 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 it's no, you. No. It's you and it's you. Like, so, yeah, it makes look, me, oh my gosh. I could, it's like a reality TV And you know what, you know, the, the funniest part wrong. is, they like to say, for example, yeah, they're trying to lock up with Black Samantha's. But I said, okay, let's take a look at this. Okay, besides the Black politicians or individuals who've been arrested, what about, let's say, um, you have Tio Heiliger, you have Franz Richardson, you have Matzer, you have Brown Bill to extend. They're, they're basically light skinned. Like, yeah. So is you know so so is it, it ain't a, a certain level issue. of no thank you and that's the bottom line don't so like the, the and these and thing is issue, these are the people exactly. these are the people who use you know uh, who like to use this narrative like they're trying to demonize and Martin and 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 they want to, to no. take over your life it's and like, like no bro yeah, it's yeah. you I, you're the problem yeah <laughs> thank you I, that, that 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 has to be a meme like it's you you're the problem. <laughs> Yeah, bro. It is, and it's, it's not. So it's not us. Hilarious that like how they try to manipulate the whole country so that they don't go down. And I'm like, Correct. that is a psychopath. Like you are all legit psychopaths that somehow delude yourself into thinking you're the good guy and want everyone to believe that it's them. Like, oh, I'm innocent until proven guilty. You know, like, you don't have anything on me. I'm fine. Even though it's like, you know yourself. You did take bribes. You did launder money. You did, like, do all of this stuff. And I, for me, it's like, I wonder how much money, like, is the actual total of money, Ralph, that has been embezzled, stolen, fraud. Yeah. And I bet you it is so large. If that money was actually invested in the economy, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. And, and invested in, a, let's say, a performance arts center, something we know we've been proud since we were in high school. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what is, let's say, a fund to invest in artists and, and young entrepreneurs, etc. The list goes on. So mm-hmm. it's just sad that, that this is a state in Martinson right now. But you know, every na- every nation goes through a sort of a dark, uh, troubling, uh, challenging times. But and what so will it take, though? That... Like, what will it take for us to finally get rid of these people? Because it's like they aren't going to give up. Evolution or revolution. We're going to have to revolution. learn from our French you know, neighbors um, to the north. I, feel yeah. like, I don't know why people don't just go up to the government building and say, like, I am tired of this. I'm tired. I am tired. Like, or just, I can't even take, like, sometimes, like, I think if I come on vacation, I would just sit in front of that government building with a sign and be like, I am fed up because, like, I just, I can't, I don't understand how our people, like, like, you push through, but it's like, you shouldn't have to work so hard. Like, you, it should not be this difficult for us. Like, it is them. And, like, we need to hold them accountable. We need to stop hiding about who they are and say, no, it is you. You are the problem. And we're sick of it. And you need to go. Because the Dutch tried to tell them they couldn't be prime minister. And then they found their way back into parliament. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just saying. Um... Like, (laughs) if the Dutch tell you you can't run the country and you're still in government, this is a problem. Like, if your spouse has been charged for guilty affairs and you are still in parliament, even though you are also connected with your spouse because you sleep in the same bed, we have a problem. 
And it's like, no, our people, I don't know what it is. But look like, how many, we, ah! look how many, and in addition to that, look how many, look how many members of parliament legit have some sort of, whether a criminal background or like, or let's say we're convicted or mm-hmm. have an ongoing court case relating mm-hmm. to some form of major corruption. So it's Precisely. like, so that is also another um, a matter for the, the general public, I think. And that is why another reason I decided to get into media because, you know, people need to be rightly informed. Um, exactly. I am, it's not my job to tell you who to vote for. It's not my job to, um, to twist you into believing something. But it's to allow you to look at the information presented and become a Make critical an thinker. Informed decision. Questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Make an, mm-hmm. exactly. Make an informed decision. So... So um, and I'm so grateful yeah. for that, Ralph. So grateful because the people need it. Because let's be real, none of our papers do that for them. Like no one, nobody tells them the truth. And so I appreciate you being a man of integrity. I know it can't be easy, and I am sure like these people out there be trying to even manipulate you in ways. And I'm so glad that you are. Yeah, a man, um, like, you are a man of integrity, and I like being a man of faith. Like you I appreciate, would always I really stick true that. to your word and your values and. I really, I love the content that you make. And I I look forward to like just our friendship and, you know, our our work relationship and how we can continue to grow and like make our country a better place because it's like, we we need it. We need it so badly. And it's like, it's only, we have to do it for ourselves, you know? And for me, like, I'm so sick and tired of people saying, oh, we don't have the legislators to write the laws or we don't have this. We don't have that. The internet exists. Figure it out. It's 2022 soon, right? Like, People need to stop making excuses and just do the work. Like, I don't want to hear the excuse. I thought you were college educated, right? Like, if you're in parliament, like, the only reason you should be in politics is because you know how Mm -hmm. to do things. You shouldn't have to hire external consultants and do blah, blah, blah. If I have to go do all of that, then why the hell do I have you in this position? Clearly, you are unqualified for this seat and you should not be there. Exactly. exactly like i can't understand how they make so much money and don't do anything like you literally don't even pass a law you don't even do a project you don't even do anything and like, some of them some of them don't even show up and the sad part about it is that our legislators are not it's it's not even considered a full-time job and that is the saddest part about it so you know it's it's only one of very few of them take it as a full-time job um, but it's not, it's really considered a, a part-time job. You can have a whole other career. You can be focused on running your business. Ridiculous. And thing, when you if feel you're like you're attending meetings. You need to be in government, which means like, okay, I can understand if you are, you know, business owner, you have your businesses, but if you occupy a public position, your job is to serve the people. I don't give a damn if your businesses fail or not. You should have figured that out before you got into politics. Politics is not an option for you to go and grow your businesses, you know, through like corrupt networks. Your job is to serve the people. But I feel like our people have been too lax on these folks because they're, you know, so and so and they're my cousin or they're my uncle or whatever. No, 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 no. I could care less who your father uncle bloodline last name i do not care i need action okay and i feel like our generation is one that we don't give a damn i need action and if you can't show me that you're a man or a woman of your word i don't care if you're the first woman man black white whatever to occupy the seat that you're in i need you to do something with it 
if you're just gonna sit there and just waste the government's well the people's money because it's not the government's money it's the people's money you should be kicked out like we should be holding these people accountable like they're not doing their job and that's hurting you this is taking food mm-hmm. out of your mm-hmm. children's mouth mm-hmm. money out mm-hmm. of your bank account the reason why our people aren't millionaires is because of them and it's like at some point you need to be so upset and angry that like you said it's gonna be a revolt and i feel like it's not gonna be cute because these people it's need not- to realize that what they have been doing for years is literally flushing our country down the toilet. And when our people descend into poverty and climate change makes it so difficult for us to have an economy, I wonder what they're going to say about themselves. But I feel like they'll continue to live in this delusional bubble that they've created for themselves or just move to a foreign country because they've siphoned off millions so they can do that anyways. And what's left is our people who are struggling and have no other option because the people that they trusted to help build a country for them abandoned them and sold them out for money, which to me is despicable if you claim to be someone that wants to serve the people. Like, I don't know how any of them sleep at night. Frankly, I frankly feel like they have the balls to even like talk on your show with like the... I don't know, like the pride that they do to say how they do stuff for our country because I just sit there and laugh, Ralph, because I'm just like, I know, we all know you're lying. And it's like, how do you continue to sit there and lie? And like, you talk about how you care about your family and your kids. Clearly you don't, because if you did, you would actually leave them a country worth being proud of instead of drilling, like sucking literally the life source till our people have nothing left. Like, I can't. I'm so irritated. As you can see, I get so angry about this because it like this is my home. Like, these are my people. Mm-hmm. Like like so I like, want so much for us to be the best and I think our people are so talented and so incredible. Yeah. That I'm like how are we wasting this talent? Like Yeah. Yep. Like, we could all be billionaires in that region, bro. But we mm-hmm. are selling ourselves short because of these mofos. Bro, I, I'm so irritated, but yeah. That was I think my that was a mic. I think I think that was a mic drop. Um, <laughs> but on that note, I would I would simply add, you know, um, the truth. The truth. I think right more than ever, the truth is 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 out there, and it's coming out um, more than ever. This generation of SIM partners are, are much more concerned and fearless because I think one of the things that you have uh, which endured for so long was this system, this system of vindication. Um, the fact that you know, the fact that people used to have to hide to read a newspaper on St. Martin, you know, we we often don't talk about that. That is very communist type of behavior, and even um, the the prime minister had to, um, our current prime minister had to turn back and apologize for statements she made <laughs> talking about you know basically censoring the media um mm-hmm. and, and and whatnot and and, and uh, going to the full extent of the law um uh, to to punish people who publish certain information so and i'm also like you... what law we ain't got no laws so like <laughs> what law you finna flex but it's it, it, it was it was a, i think it, that was like to me more so a veiled threat um, that didn't come across well. It, uh, apology, you know, you can leave it up to whatever 
um i think that part the way the way the apology came across was yeah it says a lot in itself but overall <laughs> this this in Samaritan people are not afraid you know you have the fear still but there's there's less fear and i think they, they i don't know what really we have to be afraid of to, our island they is are really beginning to realize like... that correct um but they're they're realizing that and um and the numbers show. You know, something I always do for fun is I tend to look at the, the voting numbers, look especially at those who are in Just government. Just very right low. Now. Yeah, and and I'm I'm starting to notice some trends. So by next election, um, you're going to see a difference. I I, I can guarantee you that. Um, because now more than ever with with Irma and COVID, listen, a lot of truth, a lot of things have been exposed and still will continue to be exposed. So on yeah. that note. Um, the bottom line is for us Samaritan people to do our jobs, do it well, to to to, to represent, do our jobs like we represented the island on the global stage, to excel, to break barriers, to to take others along with us, to lift each other up, and to also dispel the negatives around us, whether it's even in your own community, your circles, you know. Um, uh, bottom line is some to to really emphasize something that we shared earlier earlier is to not take on these narratives that some of our leaders um, put out there to make it seem like we as a people are, are being demonized. That is not the case. It is because consistently when you look at um, who are the ones who are being convicted or, or picked up or arrested, it is not your average Joe. It's not. <laughs> so so don't, don't make it, don't go in and, and, and how to say, take on their troubles making it seem mm-hmm. like it's, it's you because i, I nah. another thing they tend to say is you know it's they, they're coming first they're coming for us but then then they're gonna be coming for you not too us. like no mm-hmm. no they, they want to hold us doing. accountable so that we actually have a government that functions you know accountability exists and it's in the sad and it's sad that you have to level. get that from abroad because and yeah, the bottom exactly. line is that we and that is why i i, I preach i I, I I encourage so many people to relinquish that fear and to to stand strong on um on God's word, stand strong mm-hmm. on principle and on moral and values. Why? Because then you cannot be shaken. You you will not be moved. Um, exactly. Because we have to be the ones ultimately who hold ourselves accountable. Because it wouldn't exactly. be nice either. You know, to then have the Netherlands just run an entire government because we wouldn't. Why exactly. do we send people? Why do we have a study financing fund? Um, exactly. So on that note, um, thank you, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> being on the show. No, I did enjoy you. our conversation. Yeah. yeah, man, I I appreciate all the all the amazing things that you do for our community. Like you have no idea. I am so glad that there are like that you are able to be there because honestly, like I think. The information that you put out there does a great service for the world and I think or especially our community and I think it shows like people love the stuff that you put out there and I think Appreciate for that. me especially being abroad like it it does give me a sense of community even though that I'm overseas and I get to still participate in like hear my people talk and it's crazy because it's like even just how we talk as a country like how our her locals talk it I don't hear that, you know, in, in, you know, in the United States, I don't hear that. And to hear those things, like it seems so small, but it has a huge impact on just like my mood or even just like how I'm feeling that day, just hearing a little bit of home. And 
I just continue. I hope that you continue to push against these politicians because they are going to put up a fight. We already know this. They've been manipulating the country for decades. And I, you know, I hope that through the great stuff that you do, people awaken themselves and they see that they have the power to create the future that they need for this country. And we need to get rid of all of these people. Like every single one of them needs to go. I don't care how long they've been there. I don't care if they've been there since Island Council days. Bye-bye now, okay? Your time is up. You need a whole new batch. And I think, like, we have a lot of incredible people on the island that do amazing stuff. Give them a chance. Go and find who are our people abroad and ask them, hey, come home. If you come home, we will promise to be actually dedicated to creating a future that's not just based on a political party, but it's actually a goal for the country that goes beyond political parties. Like, Because to me, it's not about whose team you're on. The team that you should be on is St. Martin, you know, Correct. period. doesn't matter Correct. if conservative, progressive, who the hell cares? The only thing that should matter is St. Martin. And are yeah. we doing what's best for St. Martin? And it's like, I think I'm if we lead from there, our people have what it takes. And I, I really don't think it's going to take that much. We might need a couple milli, but we can do it, you know, and I think it can be done and we can do it much <laughs> yes. faster than I think they're making it seem if we just have the right people in positions to have those types of conversations because it's it's just getting the ball moving right now we have the ball stuck and it's been stuck because the same people are like have their back up against it trying to hold it in place and we need to be like hell not and if it takes revolt hey history is made by the actions that we do today so it's like people this is your future at some point, you're going to have to say enough is enough. And for me, we had been broken the camel's back. I feel like we've way past rock bottom. And it's like, if we keep this ending, it's not going to be good. So, people, please, right. please. All right, all right. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Chatterbox. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to show your support by subscribing to this podcast and leaving us a review. Follow us on Instagram at the.chatterbox for teasers and updates.